and welcome, folks, to episode 48 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters in the United Kingdom. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the True Mr. Six, and with me today I have Andy. A.K.A. Rip Thunderstone. Yes, Rip Thunderstone's back. back. Baby. <laughs> U.S. Nationals. It's, it's such a pleasure to have you with us today, Rip. I can't wait. We have a whole segment plan with Rip coming up. Um, he's got some incredible insights about the upcoming U.S. Nationals Championship and um, I, I think you'll all be looking forward to. But uh, if I could ask you to sit tight for a few minutes, Rip, we'll get Andy in. Woo, okay. You all right? Yes. Hello, mate. Episode 48, can you believe it? 48? Yeah. Crikey, all right. Quick reminder, actually, to the listeners, while I'm thinking about it, 48, we are but three episodes away from our two-year anniversary now. We are. Yeah, episode 51, going out on July the 22nd, will be our two-year anniversary. Now, some might say 51, that's a funny number, shouldn't it be 52? But there's a reason for that. There is. I can't remember what it is, though. What was it? Uh, Because one of the Christmas specials that we did, we didn't give an episode number to. So we (laughs) we have, in fact, had 52 episodes. However... The Christmas special this year. Oh no! Wait, hang on. Maybe we've done fifty-three episodes in total by then. It yeah, might the, be. I don't the, think we uh, did either of the Christmas ones is uh, numbered. Yeah, no, we didn't. But one of them was just a Christmas special for the sake of being a Christmas special. But one of them, the normal two-week release schedule, landed at the same time as Christmas. Do you see what I mean? Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah. So even though we did a Christmas special, it was actually in the same slot as a normal episode would have been. I think I'm with you. Yeah, I, don't worry. I'm, I'm on top of it. Yeah, I've got it. So uh, if anybody wants to start sending us birthday presents and, and such like, let, let us know. Send us a PM. We'll get the uh, BritRoller6.com Towers PO box across to you so you can get your very expensive presents over. Or send uh-huh. us a letter, you know, drop us an email, record a, a little. Text. Or a text, yeah. Or a tweet. Or insects. Yeah, or insta us, you know. We're, we're out and about there, if you want to send us a little birthday note, or even record yourselves, or send a video. We're, we're easy. We're, we're, we're teched up. We're ready to go. We're having such a good time. We're having yeah. a ball. <laughs> so don't stop us now. Two years, though, that seems insane. So episode 48, yeah. Yeah, Rip Thunderstone is joining us today, which is very exciting. Very uh, exciting. But in the meantime, Andy, what have you been up to in the last two weeks? Well, not a lot, because a little bit of behind the magic um, yeah. <laughs> spoiler. Yeah. Uh, we only just recorded it last week, but true Mr. Six himself is buggering off on holiday for a week, so we're going to record the whole thing tonight. <laughs> so no doubt next week, or the week <laughs> before this comes out, there's going to be like... <laughs> spoilers left right and center and uk nats will be announced and and everything else so what have i done i've played a a load of apex actually really excitedly we got our win first win for about a couple of months last night you did Um, send me a picture very well done he uh he managed to uh to get the final kill i was of course crawling around on my hands and knees trying not to breathe out <laughs> um but uh yes very excited i texted you the picture and i was like yes I was screaming <laughs> in the lounge so i played played some of that level 90 now oh very good very good i'm on 96 i've got um is it 208 games with bangalore without a win with that which is uh, an impressive feat it's now like, let's see how many wins i can rack up without well how many games i can rack up without a win um she is my eleanor see if you get that reference uh she is your eleanor yeah the colin 60 seconds film with nick cage <laughs> not oh, quite the same oh yeah the shelby cobra gt500 the silver car from that film <laughs> yeah that's it's a shelby cobra gt500 well you should know that of course because a little known fact for the listeners so Andy, in his long and illustrious many careers, was actually a designer, a car designer. Didn't have a great deal to do with the engines and the kind of techie, mechanicy bits, but you were involved in the in the shell designs on a number of vehicles. And I, th- I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't one of your most accomplished pieces of work for the motor industry, wasn't it the Reliant Robin? It was. It was. I also uh, had a stretch with Lada and Skoda in the 80s. 
Yes, that's right. While you're out in while you're out in Central Europe, I remember. I remember you telling me. Yeah, those were heady times for you. I am renowned in the Middle East. In the as, Middle East. Uh, yeah, because they they all drive like ladders, don't they? In the Middle East. Yeah. You know, you see them like I don't, know, I don't want to get too political, but you see like the bombed out road, and they're always a larder. Is there? I thought <laughs> maybe not. I doubt that you want to blow up a Merc, though, do you? No, true that, true that. Here's another little known fact for you as well. In the United Arab Emirates, there's a law against being in debt. Right. And loads of these guys go out there, like contractors and stuff, working at you know, construction, who live the high life and buy themselves fancy cars. And then when they reach the point of being unable to pay back the, the credit, they just drive the fancy car to the airport and dump it at the side of the road and get on a plane and fly home. And so there's there's a whole second-hand market of high-spec Audis, Mercedes, Aston Martins, Jaguars, Bentleys that have just been abandoned on the side of the road by the airport in UAE. Oh, wow. I was waiting for where I came into that, but um, there's an actual little-known fact. No, no, but yeah, don't sorry, uh, bringing up these high-performance high vehicles, don't, please don't let me take any of the prestige away from your achievements with Lada, Skoda and Reliant Robin. Thank you. Yeah. I was feeling it. But swinging back round to the point, it, yeah, Shelby Cobra GT500 was the Eleanor. But, but circling all the way back round, yeah, that's right. Uh, the, the listeners can expect something epic to happen last week as of this episode going out because we're, we're pre-recording the whole episode. The whole thing, in one go. Unless, of course, we've got the spoilers. <laughs> which we might do later on in this episode yeah absolutely so uh, to throw a, another piece of random excitement into the mix certainly for us uh, I, I'm going to the, uh, the UK Games Expo just for one day on Friday because I fly out on Saturday and I have an early morning appointment to capture some podcast audio with Scott from WizKids who's manning the WizKids stand over there and I have been heavily heavily hinting that i would love scott forever and buy him a beer and stuff if you know an unseen team pack happened to end up in his pan baggage or you know i can maybe get some obscured items out of the glass cabinet that's on display or i don't I've been dropping lots of hints. In fact, they're not hints. I've been explicitly stating it, but they've, they've been playing it coy with me. So we might find that one of the segments in this episode is spoiler-tastic with loads of great info and news. Or it may be a massive disappointment. Well, I don't think it'll be a disappointment because one way or another, we'll have a lovely positive conversation about where Dice Masters has been and where it's going and what whatever insights Scott can provide, which I'm sure will be uh, tremendous insights, but it might not be quite as uh, lofty as uh, a big old fat spoiler or something really juicy but, I don't, uh, but we might be breaking an exclusive we don't know at this stage because we're recording the intro out of sequence with the normally we do the intro after we've done everything else don't we we do but we're doing it before everything else so we've got no idea what's happening next <laughs> yeah so we're this is we are in the wild 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 west the wicked wicked wild wild wow. it's so predictable i know i knew <laughs> <laughs> Um, who knows um, yeah absolutely so would you like to know about my gaming over the last I, I would very much like to hear about your gaming over the last week well once again we've been streaming some games and we played mm-hmm. what did we play last week we did play last week what was the stream uh, what were the teams we played oh we put our MOD PDM teams yes. up against one another yeah so I had my boom boom list that I played at the MOD PDM and you had your pardon me your collector list I've got the Hickley Hubs. You massacred me as well, didn't you? No, I think the second game was... Oh, I don't remember. I've not been back and watched it. Did I massacre you? I think you massacred me, mate. I can feel... I remember feeling particularly <clears throat> salty by the end. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I just said collector is repeatedly. Oh, no. Now you've got to beep something when you're on holiday. You <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, I'll, That'll be a chore while I'm on a sun lounger with nothing else to do. you. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so we did the live stream. That was our MOD PDM. Uh, and at time of listening to this, there will also have been another live stream gone out, which I think we've just made some fun casual teams. I've revisited Pyro that I was playing around with that we were doing a segment on, in fact, for the, um, 
was it when we were doing modern modern wind conditions um i can't remember it was a while ago yeah but i've revisited pyro and i don't know what you've got made um so i've changed around a few cards from last week because i'm a little bit lazy so i just saw what was still on my desk from last week and changed a few things around so that someone out there can go what kind of mess has andy got on his playmat today <laughs> as an, as another side note i'm i'm tan- i'm very tangently tonight on the stream we asked uh, or suggested that if anyone wanted to send a team list in uh, or ask Andy to build a particular team and I'll, I'll face up against whatever gets sent in to do so. So thanks to those of you who have sent teams in already. The reason why our stream this week hasn't already started using those teams is because a number of you have included uh, X-Men Forever and Team Pack related cards which haven't quite arrived over here in the uk so hopefully tomorrow yeah yeah hopefully tomorrow as of time of recording so keep your eye out we'll we'll definitely get get those teams built but we're just hanging fire for the the actual cards to arrive that you suggested in those teams uh also because i'm on holiday there won't be a stream uh on wednesday the whatever so you'll know this because i'm talking in the future but you guys will be hearing it as as i'm talking about the past there was not a stream (laughs) that's so confusing i know it's crazy marty Murray, I'm going at 88 miles per hour. Um, so if I bet on this this game, then <laughs> um, there wasn't a stream on the Wednesday the fifth. However, because we love you guys so much, you'll find that a MOD special features video has gone up. So we've done a commentary over my match with Jezco from the One Big Weekend Online event, just really because it was my highlight. It was my highlight of that particular day. Um, so there's still some content going out on that Wednesday on the YouTube channel, but it won't be a live stream. Wasn't a live stream. <laughs> God damn it. Then down at Element Games on Tuesday night, we played uh, all of your team cards had to have a rank or a title in them. A rank or a title. So things like what, Mr. or Captain or... Yeah, or Doctor or Professor or Major or, you know, King, Queen. Right. I'm with you. <laughs> Emperor. Stuff like that. So that that was that produced some really interesting teams. Uh, I myself played Lady Deadpool. Uh, oh, right. I like that one. Yeah, Lady Deadpool, the super rare. So pay a bolt to immediately use an action effect a second time. Uh, I had her paired up with uh, Baron Zemo, who lets me pay one to re-roll an action die, and then some other stuff, some other action-related stuff. Oh, and, um, t- sorry, Betrayal was the actual win condition. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I was going for Betrayal, double it up with Lady Deadpool, and Baron Zemo put me in a position to make sure it got rolled. You know, yeah. so that was quite Betrayal's nice. Betrayal's one where you want to empty your if you're playing against it, you just want to empty your field because it's whatever dice you've got in your field. Yeah, right. that's right. It deals one damage for each character die the opponent's got in the field. Yeah, it's really annoying. So you're like, oh, I just want to kill everything now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> kill my stuff off. Yeah. I popped a Captain America Super Soldier on there in case my opponent bought my betrayals. Meteorite to stop big attacks because uh, she's Doctor in her subtitle oh really yeah and then i had mira queen of atlantis you know because she's the queen queen yeah green arrow former mayor so even though he's former mayor still counts <laughs> tenuous that one speaking uh, of mira i watched um aquaman this week oh really any good i've not yeah. seen it yet joe really good a lot better than i was expecting i had a nice night in on my own the super large on a kebab <laughs> and that caught man on the telly. Living the dream. Living and, um, the dream. It was blinded. Yeah, really good film. Recommend that. It's got Mira in as well. And I was like, I know Mira. She makes five or more damage too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does. And that's why she was in my team. Uh, so, yeah, that was fun. But lots of stuff. There was a few, like Mike Ryder, he, Warhammer 40k law lawyered us. Because apparently Nob and Venerable are ranks in the 40k law. I'm not sure about Venerable. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I took him at his word. You've got a Dreadnought, then a Venerable Dreadnought, apparently. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. I'll go well, with a Nob. We had a, we had a rule question, nice, come nice. Up, actually, talking about the old Nob. 
another another Chris tangent and proper tangent here tonight. So the rule question was with Daisy Johnson. Oh yeah, I know I've played with her. Yeah, sure. So she's an agent, Daisy Johnson, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, for anyone who's unfamiliar, you can pay one, two, or three shields for her to do the equivalent amount of damage to all the characters in the field zones. One, two, or three. Uh, and so, uh, but with Ort Knob in the field, what what we were trying to figure out was if you attack with Daisy Johnson and the Ort Knob, then you pay your, th- your three, let's say hypothetically, to KO a ton of characters. Does the Ort Knob die before they get the bonus? Or because it's all simultaneous, does the Ort Knob get the bonus as it before it dies? Oh, now I would say because it's simultaneous, it dies because it takes the damage at the same time as everything else. Yeah, but but does it not get because the very nature of things getting KO'd gives it plus two defense? Does that not happen simultaneous also? This is the cue. Do you resolve the KOs before you resolve the bonus? Yeah, I'd, I'd say if you like you, you knocked out a character with damage just to one one character, then you would get the bonus. But because it's so it's like a blanket effect on everyone. Yeah. Before you'd have chance to apply the buff, he'd, he'd be gone because you put it into the the systematic Q series by dropping the three and carrying over the two, yeah. which means it would die. Dividing it by ten to the power of fifty. Exactly. Okay. Well, thank you for your input. Rules lawyers, mobilise. If anyone's got any further th- other thoughts on that, we'd love to know. But you're wrong. Uh, well, yeah, I wasn't sure. I, I, I genuinely didn't know. A couple of the guys felt the same as you did. Uh, a couple of the guys felt the opposite, that because it was all simultaneous, the bump would be happening at the same time as the KOs. So I was kind of a bit like, I really don't know on that one. That's that's a bit of a mind-bender. So, no tip for US Nats or you Americans out there. If you aren't sure about something going into a game, if you just act massively confident as if you know what the answer is and it's to your favour, most people are going to going to agree with you. <laughs> is that how you do so well at the US Nationals? That may have been a, a factor into uh, my Ultraman team in one of the games <laughs> that I played in the UK Nats. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, Imprison carries on for the remainder of the game. It doesn't end in that that, that turn were the words I spoke. Okay. I did the trophy. <laughs> yeah. No takesy backsies now. Too late. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, US Nats, actually. Uh, so that's coming up, and that will be kicking off. When, well, on we, Wednesday when this comes out. Yeah, on the Wednesday that this comes out. So the actual US Nationals is on Saturday the 15th but there's a number of side events taking place. This is turning into a long intro, actually. Better kingpin this in a minute. Uh, Depending on how good the content is with uh, the dude at UK Games Expo, this may never, ever see the uh, (laughs) the ear holes of anyone. Well, that's that's also true, yeah. Uh, There's a rainbow draft going on. There's no date on that. Then there's uh, a 10 in 10 constructed event uh, on the Thursday, the 13th. Let's skip that one. There's a global escalation (laughs) constructed event going on on June the 14th. Yeah, quite a lot of prize, interesting prize cards up for grabs. The side events seem to have a number of sought-after prize cards from the last year's event. So there's a Batgirl Babs in there for the top two, multiple man pylon altar, foil pylon... Uh, I was walking down the street when in the corner of my eye I saw a pretty little thing approaching me. Um, <laughs> Lantern yeah. Ring, Dwarf Wizard, Electra. Yeah. That wasn't freestyle. That was uh, Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. Which is a, a fun tune. Uh, but then the Nationals, uh, the actual prizing on Nationals, uh, long um, as I scroll to the relevant points in the webpage. Oh, I can't uh, help you. I can't navigate this website for anything. I'm stuck on hero clicks. Not on it. Well, um, starting uh, participation, they've got the um, the wee coloured psychic dice. <laughs> Little known fact, it's actually made by stores that they built up of Mike Elliott's Wii. Oh. And it was frozen, crystallised, and turned into dice. Well, that's extremely prestigious, then. That's <laughs> Isn't it? it? Yeah, that that will fetch a pretty petty... A pretty, oh, my God, Chris. A pretty penny on the old Ebays. But at the top eight, where there's a card in there that I'm particularly interested in, which is a foil boom-boom time bomb. 
Oh, that's the one that you've been going oh, like that in foil. Mm. Yeah. Well, I've got foil, I've got a foil version, but I'm assuming it's uh, an alt art as well. But we're having not having seen uh, any pickies of it, or has it been around? Maybe it has been around because the others have been around. There's a Gorilla Grod, Renit Tilly, Nocturne, Rip Hunter, and Shocking Grasp, which were all. Oh, yeah. I, I have one of each of those cards, in fact. Ooh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, at the top end, that hang on a minute, am I looking at the right one? That's not the US National Championship prizes, surely not. Is that not last year's? Am I looking at last year's? You might be. This website is just terrible. But, but <laughs> I'm still stuck on hero clicks. I can't help you. I think I might be looking at last year's there. Because wasn't there like a venerable dreadnought? I uh, found it right. Okay, so we have got that is still hero clicks. <laughs> Dice masters, here we go. So, no, you're right. So, top eight does get brilliant. You're looking forward to, if you get top eight, uh, US Nationals, June the 15th, 10 a.m. Scroll back up. 2019. <coughs> scroll back down. You do get Shocking Grasp, which is rotated out. Rip Hunter's Chalkbard. Bard. Rotated out. We've got Renat Tilly. Can't remember. Nocturne. Really yeah, and then boom, boom. Yeah, top ones. Top four, you've got Lantern Ring, limited only by imagination. That'll be top on your list. Resurrection, Dwarf Wizard, Elf Thief. Oh, foil Elf Thief. Love that. I've got one of them. And then you've got an X Men First Class factory set for the winner. See that on eBay No, too. this is surely last year's list with the alternate coloured sidekick dice just tagged on the bottom because wasn't there talk of a venerable dreadnought i tell you what if, if you um see that's on the website if you google google the flipping thing so it goes warhammer 40k dice masters venerable dreadnought custodian custodian of knowledge alt art card set of alternate coloured sidekick dice resurrection foil card signed by mike elliott but you go into it and then it just all right, well, let's just, yeah, there's... Uh, just goes hero clicks. Yeah, all right. Well, anyway, it's taking place uh, this weekend coming as of the day this episode goes out. Our man on the ground, the shark himself, Big T, will be uh, doing some coverage for us, and that will be in our episode on the 24th of June. So please do come back for our US Nationals coverage. Bunch of yahoos. <laughs> but but I'm definitely going to have to call Kingpin on this This is a massive intro and will have to be heavily edited Before it goes out So in this episode, as yet recorded WizKids interview from the UK Games Expo Could be great Could be standard Company line, who knows, let's find out uh, And then uh, Andy and I are going to have a little bit more of a detailed chat About the teams we think Might be turning up at the US Nationals I, I won't be there for that one I won't be there for either of these segments. I'll see you in the outro, kids. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Rip Thunderstone's doing that. Yeah, that's right. So catch you in the outro. Bye-bye now. Bye. Well, good morning, folks. It's Chris here, uh, standing out the front of the UK Games Expo, taking place at the Birmingham NEC, uh, the gaming event of the year on our lovely, incredible island. At this point in the podcast, you folks were supposed to be listening to an interview that was scheduled to take place uh, with a representative of WizKids on their stand. However, sadly, that interview uh, has not been able to take place, and the likelihood is that by the close of the day, because I have to leave relatively early, um, I'm not going to be able to capture that audio. Uh, congratulations to Chris, by the way, who has this just recently had a, a newborn in his family. So congratulations, Chris. Chris is the marketing manager over at WizKids. But this has left them short-handed, uh, which I think is the reason why we're struggling to sit down and get the audio. And anything I was able to capture was basically unusable. There is also what I believe to be some sort of convention exclusive or early release of some hero clicks and some D&D figurey things. I'm not really 
clued in on that side of WizKids' product, uh, but it has meant that there is just a constant streaming horde of individuals making their way over to the WizKids stands trying to pick up um, those items, which has meant that whenever we've tried to start recording some audio or have a bit of a discussion about Dice Masters, we've been interrupted and uh, throwing the fact that they're a little short-handed. I've kind of packed in and given up on the possibility of t- making that interview today. However, that said, it's still not a complete loss because in between customers, Scott and I, Scott's the representative of WizKids there, um, was able to have a a bit of a chat about the upcoming Spider-Man team-up campaign box and Scott was also able to give me an exclusive sneak peek at some of the cards in there. Giddy does not go far enough i was very excited now a couple of things that a bit of small print if you will a couple of things that i have to point out the first is that uh, because these cards are currently in prototype stage i've not been allowed to share the card images um i was allowed to take a look at them but I was not allowed to take pictures of them or get grab those images and uh, and post them on the blog. Uh, I have made a BritRoller6.com blog that includes the game text, but for anyone who's not read the blog post, I'll give you a quick, kind of quick rundown as to what I was looking at there today. Oh dear, blimey, sorry, I was momentarily distracted, folks, by a, uh, a police dog and his handler who's just gone past. Uh, yeah, um, so... Uh, yeah, if you have seen the, the blog post, uh, I want to point out that the images that I have included, I have just pulled down off the internet to add a bit of colour to the post, and they are in no way indicative of the images that are on the card. I'll say that again, they are in no way indicative, read between the lines folks, no way indicative of the images that appear on the cards. Uh, now, the, um, uh, most of the stuff I've seen has been largely embargoed, but I am allowed to talk about the new keyword, recruit, that appeared on the two cards that I saw. Uh, and one of the two cards was called Daredevil, uh, Blind Lawyer of Hell's Kitchen. Now, now just to, if, if anyone hasn't seen the updated Dice Masters keywords page, recruit is a really interesting kind of mechanic whereby uh, when the character's dice does combat damage to your opponent, you're able to drag... Uh, a copy of another dice from your reserve pool, from your use pile, or from uh, your prep area, and immediately field it on its level one face. Um, so, just the, the the janky combo potential in that is. Well, I can't even get my head around it at this stage. Now, Daredevil's Recruit Game Text allows you to grab a sidekick, which I think is super interesting. So when Daredevil delivers combat damage to your opponent, you're able to get a sidekick out of your use pile, out of your reserve, pull out your prep area, and drop it immediately in the field at level 1. So this clearly has benefits when it comes to things like bag churn, you know, clearing those sidekicks out of your used pile uh, so that uh, you're cycling around the the more juicy dice uh, a lot faster. Uh, I think it's got a lot of potential in the sense of, right, I just need a chump blocker for next turn, so I can still use my Daredevil this turn to make an attack, uh, because I can grab myself a sidekick and drop it in the field. I've got a chump blocker lined up for my opponent's turn, which clearly has benefits. Uh, it also could be a useful way of quickly grabbing a sidekick to bank for use in your next turn, if you're, if you're using an energy fixer. So uh, already just, you know, I'm vamping. These are just ideas that are flying through my head right now, just after immediately seeing the card. Another <laughs> point of note about the daredevil card is that he has three affiliations he's got the defenders marvel knights and spider family affiliation which i think i mentioned this in the blog post but i think might be a first for the marvel set second uh, there's black adam in the mystics team pack that's got three affiliations but i don't think other than black adam there's been a previous three affiliation card and i'm not sure there's been one in the marvel set uh, so that's really exciting uh, that clearly took my head straight to the team up card um, which gives uh, an attack and defence bonus to characters um, based on the number of affiliations that are out in the field and this guy is a three cost fist uh, so he can do a lot of work with the team up basic action just all on his own and he's not very difficult to get your hands on so that really stood out to me as well uh, and I think that's that's an interesting uh, an interesting little additional way you might want to make use of that particular card. Uh, throw a bit of overcrush on him, you know, while he's benefiting from that team up, making sure he's doing that damage, get yourself a sidekick lined up, perhaps for another team up assault next turn. I don't know, again, I'm just vamping, these are just ideas flying through my head after just literally seeing the card. 
the other card that I saw today, uh, another recruit card, this was Cloak. And if I remember rightly, again, go back to the, the blog post on britrealistics.com if you want to see the, it precisely. Uh, but just while I'm pacing around outside, I'm pretty sure it said uh, Boston native. Uh, and Cloak's recruit game text drags in his superhero partner, Dagger. Now to quote Scott on the stand, recruiting Dagger is combolicious, totally combolicious. Those are the exact words that was used. However, sadly, I am unable to share with you the details of the dagger cards that are in the campaign box don't ask i can't do it i don't have the information i'm working on them to let me get get those out there and i may have published um if i've managed to shake something loose with my with the lusciously long-haired handsome witty jimmy uh, but in the meantime, I can't give you any further details, but apparently it's super combolicious, the ability to be able to recruit in uh, a dagger die from your used pile or prep area. Uh, so that's definitely one to keep an eye out for, folks, and hopefully that combolicious, uh, lofty title of combo, totally combolicious will, will come true for us. Um, but uh, Cloak also stands out because uh, he's a four-cost mask, and the, the stats, he's just got a massive arse on him uh, with great fielding costs. It's like... Um, uh, again, head on over to the BritRoller6.com blog post. There's some random numbers that just happen to appear in the blog post uh, after I wrote about Cloak that, again, are just they're just completely random. They have no purpose, no, no reason to exist there. Um, so, yeah, even though I was unable to get the interview with WizKids, it's not been a total bust. I want to thank Jimmy and Scott and the guys over at WizKids once again for showing a little bit of UK love. Uh, and despite um, the, the disappointing turn of events where we were unable to get the interview, still making sure um, that I had a little bit of something to share with you folks on the podcast this week with regards to uh, the WizKids stand. Yeah, I'm not sure there's a great deal else. I'm just looking at the timer. I've managed to lay down just short of 10 minutes there, which is so the episode might be falling a bit short. It's not particularly long, although we did record an awful lot the other night. Um, so, yeah, I just managed to lay down a quick comment. Not as beefy a segment as we had hoped for. Um, however, hopefully you folks can enjoy those two previewed cards. All right, then, guys, I'll catch you next time. See you later. Yes, welcome back, listeners. So uh, my hope is right now that that last segment, recorded live at the UK Games Expo, is a complete face-melting, mind-blowing exclusive. Or it could be a load of pants. Or it could be a load of pants. But, uh, yeah, Andy... I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to uh, step aside for a moment because we also have another special guest joining us this week um, to talk about the upcoming US Nationals and specifically our bets on what might be the heavily featured teams at the top end of that event. So, uh, Andy, I'll give you a shout when we're set. But, folks, I'd like you to welcome, once again, the illustrious Rip Thunderstone himself. How's it going, Chris? Nice to meet you. Yes, going very well, Rip. We've met before, Rip. Numerous times. I can't remember. Yeah, numerous times. So, Rip, we're here to talk about the upcoming US Nationals. Andy has has backed out of this conversation because he himself will be competing in that event. And you and I have been messaging back and forth our predictions as to what might be the kind of top tier teams knocking around. And I think we kind of agreed to whittle it down to a top five uh, with a further two kind of outside bets that we think might feature, but perhaps we're not so sure about. That's right. That's right. So to get us out the gate, Rip, give us the first of the five top tier US Nationals predictions from Rip Thunderstone and the True Mr. Six. Well, the, the first one is an obvious choice. Uh, did so well uh, with my uh, main man, Lucan, last year at Worlds, and that, that's Mr. Fix-It. Yes, Mr. Fix-It. The the big old muscly... Uh, where am I going with that? He's, he's a big grey beast, isn't he? Big grey beast, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, specifically, it's uh, Muscle for Hire. He's a six-cost fist where Mr. Fix-It is damaged. He gets plus X attack where X is his printed attack value. That's not right, is it? That, that's that's the wrong one. This is damage against plus X. I but, thought this podcast was supposed to be professional. Uh, this is, uh, I'll have you know, Rip, this is the number one 
UK-based Dice Masters podcast. UK schmookey. USA. 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 Well, in any case, it's the one that gets bigger when he's damaged. Um, it's the one that gets bigger when he's damaged. Yeah, uh, we, we are basing this assessment on the success that our second-place winner, Lucan, had. El Segundo himself. Honorary member of the British Bad Boy Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, of course, for his grasp of the Anglo-Saxon. Uh, the just all or nothing fix it fix it bomb i don't know does he give it a name he might have named it but that kind of explosive fix it down the field with just a load of ramp globals to get him in the field turn three and then a big old thump to the opponent's face that's right he also did very well and won the central european national championships although that was a golden escalation tournament Yes, that's right. Spug took that one to the top spot as well. So uh, it's, it's, it comes with a good pedigree from two previous tournaments. It's still in the current rotation. I think there's even more tricksy kind of bits and bobs that you can play with that uh, with the newer sets that have been released. So I agree with you, Rip. I think Fix It is going to feature. Whether he goes to the top is yet to be seen. Uh, but he's tried. He's tested. People know where they stand with it. His pedigree is known. And I think it will be around for sure. I agree with you entirely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. It's not the Mr. Fix-It that gets bigger when he's damaged. It's the Mr. Fix-It gets bigger when characters are KO'd. No, no. The one that I think will do well will be the one that really gets bigger when damaged. Not the one when a character gets KO'd? No. So you ping him. Ping, ping, ping. And you're dead. Right, okay. Not not the Hellfire Club one. I can't even remember what was that. That is the one with the Hellfire Club. You ping him with Magic Missile, you make him a big attack. Like, super big. Like a big cheeseburger big and then you set hellfire club off and everything goes like a deal of the century from one of my sponsors (laughs) 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 and you're left with a massive 30 attack damage like when the patriots take on the rams man (laughs) i love american football i call it football not american football because i'm american Okay, well, anyway, on to our second bet. Um, this it is the uh, the the gold dragon, the rare gold dragon. Yes. Uh, so the rare gold dragon is Paragon Dragon, six cost fist. It's got breath weapon three and a tune. But the the kind of key linchpin of this combination is the super rare ring of winter that allows you to use the global to buy the dragon for cheaper and, and therefore um, purchasing it quicker and then the ring itself to drag that big beast in super fast use the breath weapon to clear down any weenies that are in your way uh, and do a big old thump uh, right out the gate now my my personal friend of mine james Bloor, has uh, used this to success a number of times the, i've you, seen him the Blorinator um, himself. Yes, that's right. James Broadsenegger <laughs> <laughs> has, has done a wonder with this card, and I think that he is like one of the reasons why we will see this. We'll definitely see this at US Nationals. Yes, and, and let's let's not forget, of course, Canadian national champion Ben Scott. Who? Don't know him. I'm is pretty he good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's also two-time UK national champion. That's 2016, 2017. I'm not aware of him. Okay, well, Ben Scott is also a big fan of the Gold Dragon. He's played it uh, a number of times in online events, particularly. So I think that one will certainly have the legs. To I don't think that's different. relevant to, to the US Nationals. Uh, I think it's highly likely that Ben will be there. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, in any case, in any case, Gold Dragon is our second bet. Is our second bet to feature in the top tier of the US Nationals event. So, Rick, would you like to take our third choice? Our third choice? Uh, yes, this is this is a, a new a new guy on the scene, like the new kid on the block. Love that 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 band, fantastic music uh, from the eighties. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure where my accent is going, uh, and uh, it is uh, Parasite with an unblockable character, um, either a uh, what's the the stinky horrible? Uh, Poxwalker. Exactly. Just what yeah. I was thinking. Sparks Walker or maybe using Insect Plague to, to fire through a uh, ally or sidekick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen it. It's, it's been incredibly popular. Yeah, but, well, uh, there's, there's like no... new kids on the block in the 80s. Uh, uh, certainly, and into the 90s, probably. Um, yeah, there's certainly no shortage of unblockable options to make good use of Maxwell Jensen, um, who adds his attack and defense instead of attacking. You know him personally. Yes, 
He's yeah. a good friend of mine. I met him in Iraq whilst I was selling aluminum. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, certainly no no shortage of unblockable options. There's the Awakened Ant-Man. There is the... Uh, is it Common Yuanti that gets unblockable when an action's played? That, yes, I believe that is the case. Yeah, which, of course, with Parasite and something as exciting as, um, I don't know, an Anger Issues or a team-up could make for quite a, a hefty unblockable hit. So, yeah, Parasite uh, paired up with an unblockable character is undoubtedly going to be a heavily featured win condition in the top two. I'd say that was a three to two favorite. A three to two favorite. Okay. <laughs> and what is our fourth choice, please, Rip? My throat hurts. <laughs> uh, um, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with that particular card. I believe uh, that uh, our fourth choice was the collector. The collector. <laughs> Collector. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Collector, again, he's, he's always floating around the edges of this. I don't know. There's a lot of opinion about whether he can go the distance or not. Is this the, the year for the Collector? Um, there's, he's certainly had one national season where he featured very heavily and, and could sort of scratch the edges of position two, three, or four. It's definitely a semi-finalist team. Um, semi-finalist. Get that right, please. Sorry, yeah. A semi-finalist, and he, um, he he's clearly, uh, seasoned players will know, it, it, the popular pair-up with him is uh, Norman Osborne, Don't Call Me Gobby, or the better known as Nobby on the scene, where he does damage for every uh, villain dice in the field when fielded, along with a danger room, for example, and then just a bucket ton of villain control characters, very popular villain control characters, of which there is no shortage. Um, so, yeah, is this the year we're, we're putting him in as our fourth fourth position pick i think collector has proven that he can become a semi-finalist team time will tell let's find I, out this next weekend i think i'll make a prediction that maybe we might see a collector uh with uh, a out of the box thinking maneuver which may not see nobby but another when fielded ability that we have not seen yet that might be the, the left field that we might be uh, not expecting i think we could see potentially some uh, shenanigans what, from the X-Men set? X-Men Forever? I, I don't want to go into specifics. I have my sources. Right, okay, fair enough, yeah. So um, the, the Collector paired up with a yet-to-be-determined when-fielded effect. Yeah. And, and there's lots of twists on that particular archetype, the Collector team. Um, I've seen uh, Black Canary thrown on there, Cree Captains thrown on there. Uh, Cree Captain particularly useful because he's got the global as well to help out with the card purchasing but then he gets his bonus for every villain in the field and Black Canary makes uh, it so that villains can't block so if you use your danger room your opponent can't block you so there's, there's definitely twists on that particular archetype cool okay on to number five then please Rip number five have you forgotten which which is number five no, no, I know exactly what number five is. I have memorized these. Okay. Um, it's it's a, a new a new kid on the block again. Uh, it's the atom with the awaken ability. <laughs> yes, For, is he in the justice box set or is he one of the team packs? I forget. I think he's in the justice box. Okay, yeah. So he's a he's. Um, I'm looking him up now, as we speak. He is uh, the Atom Professor, four-cost fist, Justice League affiliation, awaken, deal two damage to target opponent. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> Clean, simple, no fuss, no muss. The advent of the Energy Field Global, which is pay a mask and spin one of your character dice down one level to spin target character dice up one level. No, not two. Full stop, then spin a character up, uh, allowing you just to go crazy, go wild, spinning that Atom up and down, up and down, up and down. On the same character. They're crazy. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Well, let's not get into the design decision around that, but uh, yeah, crackers, I know. Now, whether he has got the potential to go the distance, I know that some believe that the Black Widow agent boobs might be his undoing, uh, and it's relatively untested at this stage, but Rip, you felt quite passionately that that one is going to see some play. I think so. I think it's the... the what we're going to need is some way to get lots of masks. You get the masks, you get the win. Masks win, win masks. Yeah. Put them together. What a combination. 
Yes, absolutely. And there's lots you can do with cheap mask characters and things like Clayface Global to make sure you've got your masks available. So time will tell. Got our eyes on that one. We've put it in the fifth spot. We're less certain about it, but that's why it's number five. Okay, shall we talk about our outside bets then? Let's do that. If you like a flutter. (laughs) Okay, well, the first outside bet is the new Iceman from the... uh, Is it, again, I'm getting confused. I think he's in the campaign box. Is that right, Rip? For the X-Men, he is in the campaign box. I've already got mine because I live in America. Sure, absolutely. Mine is due to arrive any day now. In fact, tomorrow is my hope. I've Uh, had mine for so long, I'm bored of it. I threw it away. Oh, right, okay, sure. I've turned a little bit into Mr. T now. Okay. (laughs) Well, in any case, Iceman is subtitled right on schedule. He's Vorkos Bolt with the X-Men affiliation. And his game test reads, when Iceman takes damage during the attack step, he deals two damage to target opponent. And he he has a a lovely big defense numbers on him, 4-6-6. So this is a cheaper to buy, cheaper to field, more damage intensive version of the very popular Avengers vs. X-Men Nova card. But there's, the reason we put him as an outside bet is because at this stage, it's so fresh and new, it's a bit untested. A number of the other win conditions that we've chosen in the top five have got uh, previous online event success or previous nationals or WKO success, uh, and therefore have, have shown what they're capable of doing. Whereas Iceman, even though we think it's it's definitely got something about it. It's, it's, a magic missile and a chewinga, and you're ready to go. Yeah, yeah, and then just, you know, there's so, so much stuff you, you can do with him. Just bounce up that defense so that you can soak up more damage. You know, there's some, like a Mogrot Global, pay a shield, add one to his defense. You know, um, I mean, that's quite energy intensive now that I think about it as a suggestion. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Magic missile yeah. the hell out of him, and you're firing damage across the field. Like, you can add no the Parasite's attack and defense to him. Yeah. Ping, ping, pingly pong. Yes. Bish, bish, bosh. Yeah, absolutely. Just buy two of the dice. That that that's simple and effective. <laughs> yeah, and just ping the two of them. So he's he's got a lot of damage potential. Again, Black Widow might be his undoing, but just tech something in that can zing her off. She can't be targeted by globals, so your magic missile's not gonna help you there. But a well timed shriek or a quick intimidate or an action like confront the mighty maybe with with something that's going to pump it up could just be what the doctor ordered to put Iceman back on track to deal a big hit. That could be too cool for words. <laughs> Indeed it could. Indeed it could. And then our last outside pick. Hang on, let me have a look at the list. Our final outside pick is uh, Tabaxi Rogue and the corrupt keyword. This is some shenanigans. You were going through this earlier with me. It's uh, crazy. Yeah, crazy. Would, you like to, would you like to explain the corrupt keyword to the listeners, Rip? Uh, no, I would not. <laughs> I, 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 are you trying to imply that my country is corrupt? That the sovereign and beautiful country of America is corrupt? Uh, nope, not at all. I just... Oh, that's all right then. I just just assume that because you'd had the X-Men Forever and Associated Team Packs so far in advance of me that you'd have a a better understanding (laughs) of that particular keyword and how it works. I I memorized it and I've already forgot it. Right, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I I apologize for suggesting otherwise. Uh, But corrupt is... Uh, corrupt trigger various uh, different characters trigger corrupt in different ways um an example of which would be sunspot he's a five cost bolt uh, and when he takes damage you can he's corrupt three and target player must draw three dice uh two go back into the bag and one gets placed in the use pile popper to maxi rogue out in the field fall back on good old magic missile or unstable canister ping the sunspot force your opponent to draw three dice they take three damage from the Tabaxi Rogue, and you've freaked out their bag management. Ping him again. Do it again. Ping him again. Do it again. Ping him again. Do it again. You know, you can do it for as much as defense as he's got. Uh, and also, I think Tabaxi Rogue, there's lots of other tricksy ways that you can deliver that damage. Uh, Instant War is very popular, making your opponent draw three and fielding any sidekicks that they, they pull out. Heist, I think at one point, was played around with with Tabaxi Rogue. Um, but certainly with 
corrupt new on the scene uh we're laying down an outside bet on tabaxi rogue and a corrupt character doesn't necessarily have to be sunspot i think uh, sage is also quite popular if you ko her she's i she... give that a 300 to 4 odds yeah yeah and again the only reason we are popping that on an, as an outside bet is because the corrupt is is as yet untested it's not really uh, it's so new on the scene that it's hard to judge compared to those win conditions that we've seen very good. There you go. Well, there's our U.S. Nationals top five. You wissy. You wissy. Our top five predictions and our two outside bets. I mean, a few notable mentions that we discussed to potentially go on the shortlist. Have you got that, Rip? Just to fire out just quickly a few of the other win conditions that we debated before laying down today's recording. Yeah, we spoke about boom, boom. Yes, absolutely. Time bomb, a personal favorite of mine. A doom lance with a deadly character. Yes, yeah, something like the Fetid Bloat Drone or uh, the Deadly Poison Ivy from the Harley Quinn team pack. Uh, yeah, something uh, with sidekicks. I, I know you and that uh, marvellous Andy guy spoke about sidekicks uh, uh, in length, but something maybe with Atlantis or one of the Batman from uh, the Harley Quinn set uh, could be uh, could be good. Yeah, absolutely. A good board clear and then some beefed-up sidekicks maybe around perhaps someone can can um build on the foundation of uh jesco's uh, atlantis list and do something that comes from the left field and then a uh, a poison ivy board clear with uh, the black adam yeah a bit of legion of doom KOing action clear down a load of characters and make your opponent lose life for each one that's ko'd and have a nice big open field to walk across uh, and let's not forget actually while we're talking about legion of doom uh the riddler the six-cost Riddler that does damage when your opponent re-rolls their dice with cards like the Green Devil Mask or the Yellow Lantern Ring, which I think uh, it'll be down to the builds. I've I've not yet experimented with them enough to comment, and I haven't seen them in a in a high-level tournament to know. But there were some of the other suggestions we were batting around. Yes, we were. The funny yeah. thing about US Nets is that it, it's not going to be the uh, Swiss pairings. Did you know that? Uh, I did not know that. What it, what will no. it be instead? I'm glad you asked. Uh, so, <coughs> um, <laughs> so uh, we've gone for something more simpler because that's what we like to do in America. So we've gone for the Slovakian, the Slovakian pairings. Uh, it's 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 crazy simple. So we have three brackets. Okay, right. you with me? Three brackets. Okay. Within each three bracket, we have no more than seventeen different league matchups. Right. Within those seventeen league matchups. None of them are more than five minutes long. Okay. If, if it's a tie after five minutes, then right. you have the uh, the standard five-turn uh, decider. Okay. With the, the turn zero at the start, and also a turn six at the end. Right. At that point, then we go on to a stage two, which is a uh, round-robin single elimination knockout tournament. And after right. that point, then we have a winner. You like to keep things simple. That's right. The guys at Chris and Rob's game room will know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all with the brackets. The winner and loser brackets. Right, I see. I see. It all stems from the Karate Kid back in 1987. Right. I was director of that. I was never accredited. Okay. And my, my throat hurts, so that's all I'm going to say now. Okay, Roger that. Well, uh, apologies for any offence that Rip may have caused on today's episode. But if you've got any thoughts around uh, any thoughts around our top five picks and our outside choices, or if you think there's something we've missed out, then please do drop us a line, pop something in the comments. You can get us at BritRoller6.com and hit the Contact Us button, or find us on Facebook.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice and send us a PM, or make a, a public post. We don't mind. Uh, and, let us, nice. and let us know. But we would like to wish the best of luck to all the competitors taking part at the US Nationals um, can't wait to see the coverage coming out and of course come back to the Ministry of Ice in two weeks time for our man on the ground the big T himself, Mr. Weakland Tony, Tony, Tony uh, the great white prowling the gaming halls of the Origin Game Fair <laughs> the shark, <laughs> sharks prowl? no, prowl right, okay that's going to be edited out so we'll never know
We will never know. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. On to the next segment then. Yes, sadly, folks, as all things must, this episode has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. I'm actually flipping you off right now. Is it? Sorry, I've, I've been away. What was that last segment like? Was it all right? Uh, you know, it was. It's usable. Can't all, be, win- can't all be winners. His usual self. Oh, dear. Yeah. I hope he's not offended anyone. That's highly likely. <laughs> That's highly likely. Yeah. Uh, well, so, what was I going to say? I said Troy would have loved it because he hates our British accents. So he must have felt right at home with the American on the uh, on the episode. I've got nothing to follow that up with. I hope he does enjoy rips. <laughs> How do you make a Facebook comment whilst we're talking? Well, uh, I, I am skilled in so many so many different ways that I was able to actually make the post and continue talking. Are you impressed with that? <laughs> I am. I could barely talk to the talking, let alone anything else. <laughs> I've also made a Discord post while we're talking as well. I, 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 I can't follow that very well. A bit modern. I am, yeah, multi-talented. I don't know what to tell you, my man. Although, although I think I made one of the posts while Rip's talking. So, uh, back- channel's on it does go on. It does go on. We're back in two weeks. Uh, quick reminder, two-year anniversary coming up. So if there's anything you'd like to point out or deliver to us in relation to that, please do let us know. I don't think... Is there anything Catch else? the Cookers. Catch the Cookers has not gone anywhere since we recorded. The no. It was only like a week ago, but we're still yeah. on 52. Still on 52, yeah. So the hashtag Catch the Cookers hasn't, hasn't picked up any pace. Subscribe. Yeah. And like... And click the bell, and then open a new, then open a new account and subscribe with that one too. Yeah, and then watch all the videos. Yeah, back to back, and then start back again to back once, to back. once you're finished. And listen to the YouTube versions of the podcast, even if you haven't already. Or even if you have already. Uh, yes, that's what I meant to say. Sorry, I latched onto that because you don't often make mistakes, and I do. So it was nice to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> to point that out to you, <laughs> I make I, I make numerous mistakes, many mistakes on a regular basis. Uh, I think you just don't catch them because I talk so quick. <laughs> I do. I'm a fast talker. Uh, yeah, I'm, we're, I'm slower from down south. Yeah, you, what is it? Yeah, we've been trying to wrap up. That's like the fourth attempt trying to wrap. <laughs> I'm just trying to do it. Just to piss off Troy, really. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? Trying to get things finished. <laughs> I want to make a cup of tea before we start the live stream. Uh-huh. So when do you fly out? Uh, Saturday morning. Early early doors, Saturday morning. Nice. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to the early visit to the airport. Uh, but what it does mean is that we get a good chunk of day on the holiday. You know, we've not, yeah, we've not it's locked. Manchester airport. Yeah. Oh, at least so I think right. so. Nice and close. Yeah, at least I think so. I Maybe actually haven't been, paying, I haven't been paying much attention. I just kind of let the good lady, the hashtag competitive wife, organise everything. I just go where I'm told, when I'm told. Check your passports. Uh, yeah, that's all right. We had a whole thing about travel insurance that we needed to sort out, but we got that boxed ah. off. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll be editing all this drivel, as I've mentioned many times, on a sun lounger. Don't forget to download the little beepy sound. I swore in the intro. Uh, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'll just t- tether it to my phone and use the use my data. Okay, cool. Have we um, suitably annoyed you yet, Troy? Let us Excellent. know. Let Strap us know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're back in two weeks. I've been Chris, aka True Mister Six, and I've been Andy. My throat hurts now. Yeah, I'll bet it does. See you later, folks. Bye bye. You're supposed to say, ho-dee-ho. Howdy, howdy, hi. Ho-dee, ho-dee, ho.
bop, bop, bop to the holiday rock. Yeah. Uh, I still love that slutty assistant manager. Sue Pollard. No. She was the cleaner, wasn't she? Hi, hi, campus. Yeah, it was the it was the lady who used to do the do do do. Do not wish to know anymore. Them old them old pint glasses. They used to have those old pint glasses with the handles, didn't they? Yeah, with the beer that looked all flat and dark and northern. <laughs> yeah. Where was it actually set though? Was it like Western Supermare or something? <laughs> Lord knows, Margate. Probably. It's probably around your end. Yeah, well, you know, holiday. Uh, I don't know where I'm going. No, with it that. must be. Move it was along. Wales, wasn't it? Wasn't it? I don't know. Sue Pollard was Welsh. I don't know if. Yeah, Pathelli. Oh no, that's not right. Hang on. Howdy, hi, holiday camp. Crimpton on Sea in Essex. Essex, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, where can I put? Yeah. Yeah, anyway, did you get a team pinned down? <laughs> 